Welcome to the Reclaimed Recovery Podcast, where Christian men are overcoming porn. If you're struggling with porn, our podcast is going to help you break the shame and rewire your brain so you can get back to living a porn-free life. I'm your host, Colton Thomas, and welcome back to episode three, where we are defining what freedom and success looks like in the struggle with porn, right? We're casting a vision for where it is that we want to be. Ultimately, what we're talking about is what we mean when we say that we're going to live a porn-free life, right? That we're going to overcome pornography for good. What exactly do we mean by this? What defines success? Defining success is important because how can we arrive at our destination if we don't know exactly where we're going? And so what I'm going to share with you today is at least three different aspects of recovery that you're going to want to be growing in if you want to accomplish this, all right? And the first is in your relationships. It's in achieving a greater amount of intimacy in your relationships. The second is dealing with sexual fantasies and realistic sexual expectations, okay? And the third is being self-aware, self-aware of your feelings and what triggers you and being able to be proactive in that as well as reactive in a way that helps you direct your desires and your sexual urges rather than suppress them. And so where I want to start our conversation off today is with a story I told in our last episode about my wife leaving town. And when she'd left, I was able to stay home and I was able to refrain from looking at porn. All right. And there were several reasons why I was able to do that. Some of which are because of the integrity that I've learned to commit myself to and live by because of the support that I have from other men, because of the self-awareness I've grown in as I've worked at it over the course of several years. And I'm not just saying this to brag about myself because I've had my struggles with porn too. And I've shared about that a little bit in the last couple episodes, but I'm sharing this because of what it means for our marriage, because of how much it helps us and our intimacy as a married couple. And I just want to say it really does feel so good to not be hiding anything, to not be keeping a porn habit in secret. And I know that sounds obvious, but it really does help that much with our marriage because she trusts me, right? Not looking at pornography is building up trust. And I know that if I looked at porn, it could hurt her or hurt her trust because we have pretty open communication about it. But when I bring that kind of integrity into our marriage, it really results in this peace of mind and it enables me to be seen and to step out a little bit more and become a leader in our marriage and to our family. And so if the way that you are handling your sexual urges and desires is resulting in a peace of mind and in more intimate relationships, then that's where I would start with knowing that you're finding success in this area of your life. Now, if you're single and you find yourself struggling with porn, then you might resonate with the definition of success where you're able to direct your sexual fantasies and your urges and desires in a healthy and appropriate way instead of allowing inappropriate fantasies to fester and remain in your mind and cause you to further distance yourself from reality. Because really that's a defining attribute of someone who struggles with porn is that they've lost touch with the reality of the nature of their relationship with women. And it becomes so easy to conjure up these totally unrealistic scenarios because a lot of it's been influenced by internet porn. It's just not realistic. It's not helping men have a healthy, realistic view of women and the way that they want to be seen and the way they want to be treated 
um, nor is it a healthy and realistic view of women and their sexual desire. And I'm not saying that women don't have sexual desire at all. I'm just saying that porn does not depict a realistic version of it. And so our first definition of success is about whether your sexual urges and desires are leading you towards more intimate relationships. And now our second definition of success is about your fantasies and your expectations for what real sex is like and your ability to communicate that and whether you're grounded in reality. And how can you know that you're grounded in reality? Well, that could be a whole episode in and of itself, but what I can tell you is that if you're frequently masturbating to these highly unrealistic scenarios, then you're probably not constructing a very accurate sexual reality for yourself, okay? So that's our second benchmark. That's our second measure for success, is being grounded in realistic sexual expectations. Now, a third definition of success that I would propose to you is having an understanding and awareness of our past and also our present, right? A self-awareness of our feelings and the way that we process them and what triggers us. What are our patterns of thinking that motivate us, that drive us and drive our behaviors, especially when it comes to sex and our sexual desires. And so I would consider a man to be very successful in this area if he is able to be aware of when he is triggered and what his body is feeling, as well as if he is able to anticipate when he might be triggered by something and be proactive about it. This is another way I would define success because if you have no understanding about why you're turning to porn, then it's gonna be really difficult for you to truly heal from this because you're not gonna be able to go deep into the heart of the issue the real root reasons why you're struggling. And so if you can't do that, then you're just going to continue trying to fix the symptoms of your behavior and you will probably remain unsuccessful at recovering from porn long term. Now, Jay Stringer, author and therapist who we mentioned in our last episode, writes in his book, Unwanted, that there are three questions that we need to ask ourselves if we want to get out of this mess, okay? The first question is, how did I get here? What has happened in my life, in my past, that has led me into this current struggle with porn? The second question is, why do I stay? What is it about porn that keeps me coming back again and again? And then the third question is, how do I get out of here? Right, that's the question that we all want an answer for. We all just want this to end. But what Stringer suggests is that it's very easy to get hyper-focused on the third question of how do I get out of here and skip the first two questions that look at our past and our current situation. Okay, Because we live in a culture that constantly wants to feed us these microwave solutions. Everyone's trying to get our attention with a method that's going to do it in the least amount of time and make it as easy as possible for us. Right, And so we start Start to believe that we can find solutions for this out there where we won't even have to lift a finger to do anything about this. And don't get me started on the programs out there that are saying they can completely cure you from porn and offer this full recovery and rewiring process in just a few days. Okay. If you find a program out there that's not talking about long-term recovery, be very careful about who you're giving your money to. I just want to throw that out there really quick. But the point that I'm making is that Stringer and his book is also advocating for this idea that you need to become self-aware of your story of your sexual story, of your past and your present situation, and of all the things, of all the feelings that are going on inside of you in both your conscious and subconscious mind when it comes to porn and the triggers that you're facing and your ability to handle these unwanted sexual urges and fantasies. 
All right, so this point, I want to recap the three goals, the three signs of progress we can look for in our recovery. Okay, the first one was intimacy in our relationships. If we are walking in more integrity and we're able to be more honest with people, such as our spouses or our close friends, then we are also building more trust with people and we are building more trust in ourselves, right? We're building up the ability to trust ourselves. The second goal and sign of progress was in whether we are grounding ourselves in realistic sexual expectations. It's about whether we are devoting all of our mental energy to constructing these unrealistic and uncontrollable sexual fantasies, or whether we can stay in touch with the natural, healthy sexual fantasies that are based on women's actual sexual behavior so that we can redirect our sexual fantasies when they are unwanted, when they're not healthy, when they're not natural, when they're not based in reality. And then the third sign of progress we talked about was self-awareness. Because if you are really heightening in self-awareness, then you're able to be proactive rather than reactive in this struggle. And when you are triggered, even if it's unexpectedly, right, because sometimes we can't always control when we're triggered, you're able to handle that trigger by staying with your feelings and processing it rather than running from it. You're able to respond to it in a way that directs your sexual urge and desire rather than try to escape it and end up relapsing. So intimacy, reality, and self-awareness are the three things we talked about. And you might have noticed by now that none of these goals or definitions of success have included a certain number of days that you have to go without looking at porn. Because I tell guys, if you've been counting the days since the last time you looked at porn and that's not working for you, that maybe you should try something different. You should stop. And here's the reason why. It's because counting days and making your only goal for recovery to not slip up can really take away from the process, from the idea that it's a journey and that each time you slip up, each time you look at porn, you can actually learn from your mistakes and you can grow from it. Okay. So if you define your success only by counting days and trying to pass your last streak, then you might be unnecessarily putting a pressure on yourself that's causing you to look at porn more to achieve that very specific goal instead of realizing that there's all these other goals you can be making progress towards. In psychology, there's actually a cycle of change that says we're on an upward trajectory so that even if we fall and slip and relapse, we might take a little dip down, but guess what? We're going to come back and we're going to learn from what we did wrong and we're going to keep improving, continuous improvement. So I've structured the podcast episode this way just to help you see that there are a lot of things we're striving for beyond just counting days since the last time we looked at porn, okay? Or if it's something you haven't tried, I'd encourage you to give it a try, but not put so much stake in it that you lose sight of the long-term recovery when you do slip up or relapse, okay? This isn't the old Nintendo Super Mario Brothers where you have to go back to level one every time you die. Don't look at porn recovery like that. I just want to take that burden off of you, that pressure off of you to see this as a process and just do the best you can each day. Give every day your best effort. And if you slip up, have some grace for yourself. Realize that you are someone in the process of changing and becoming porn free. Now, before we end this podcast episode, one more thing I want to talk about is freedom. How do we define freedom? What do we mean when we say lasting freedom and freedom from porn? 
Another recovery coach and a friend of mine, Sathya Sam, likes to say that freedom when it comes to pornography is really the power of choice. It's the ability to say no as much as it's the ability to say yes to something. And so when it comes to porn, do you even recognize that you have a choice to say no? And are you able to follow through on that choice? Okay. Are you able to see your choices and follow through with them? And that to me is real freedom because I hear stories every once in a while of men who cut off internet access completely from their homes and they downgrade their smartphone and they have no way to look at porn, right? They cut off all access to it. The problem is that later, if they move into a new home or get a roommate and they restore internet access, they go back to porn again. And even if they've been away from it for some time, right? Like I was when I was on the Appalachian Trail, or even if it's longer than a few months, even if it's a few years, if you fall right back into relapse, if you fall right back into the same habit, as soon as you get access again, that is not true freedom to me, no matter how long you've been away from it. And so I've heard Sathya talk about how marriage is a great example of this, right? Because from one perspective, someone might say that by marrying one person and committing yourself to them, you are severely inhibiting your freedom. Because now you can't go around and have sex with just any woman that you want to, right? Because you've made a covenant, you decided to be loyal to one woman. Now, is that more freedom or is that less freedom? Well, from another perspective, one might argue that that's more freedom. Okay, why? Well, it's because you've decided to trade your ability to go and sleep around with all these other women so that you can commit yourself to one woman and you can build a family and you can stay loyal to her and you can enjoy the benefits of a sexual relationship with a woman that you're in a romantic, committed relationship to. And that is a beautiful thing. But you have exercised more freedom by setting up parameters for yourself and saying no to an alternative way of life, okay? So by subjecting yourself to certain rules to live by, you have actually increased your freedom, not decreased it, okay? And I believe the same about Christianity. That's why I'm okay with being a disciple of Christ and living by certain moral standards that Christ teaches in the Bible because I know that ultimately that's resulting in more freedom and peace and contentment in my life and not less. And so I think this concept can be applied to sexual freedom and sexual Sexual freedom does not mean being able to have sex with whoever we want to and being able to watch porn whenever we want to, but it actually means being able to say no when we want to so that we can be committed in our relationships and that we can walk in our integrity. Okay, so we've covered a lot in this podcast today. Let's finish on a high note. Here's what I want you to know. It's that whenever you commit to a long-term recovery journey and you're willing to take one step at a time towards these definitions of success that we've talked about, whoever you are listening to this right now, you can do this, okay? It's your right as a human being to live porn-free and it's something that can be learned. Okay, I've seen a lot of men learn how to do it and if they can do it and if I can do it, you can do it too. And so my encouragement to you in all this is don't give up. Just take those first few steps. Ask for help if you need it. And think about five years from now. Think about 10 years from now. Think about your funeral. Think about your legacy. Would you rather have someone towards the end of your life find out that you had a lifelong porn habit that you never told anyone about? Or would you rather have people know it and know that you did everything that you could in your power to put it behind you and you were successful in doing so? And you were able to teach your kids and your friends or your your family members who are struggling with this, how to do the same, 
right? Which story would you rather live by? And that's the question that I'm going to leave you with today. Our episode went a little over what I'd planned, but that's okay. We were talking about some really good stuff, some foundational stuff to overcoming porn, both in the short term and the long term. And I think we did a pretty good job of defining what success looks like. Next episode, we're going to delve a little bit more into the science of porn recovery. We're going to talk about things like dopamine. We look forward to seeing you there. Until then, thank you for listening to the Reclaimed Recovery Podcast. Hey guys, if you're enjoying listening to our podcast, there's a couple quick things I would love for you to do that could really help us out. One is to leave a quick review for our podcast. This would help us reach more men and potentially help more lives. Two is to head over to reclaimedrecovery.com and check out our free training on the five shifts that we use to help men overcome pornography and overcome it for good. This training is going to go into even more depth on a lot of things that we talk about in our podcast. In the training, you can also find out more about our 10-week journey through our coaching app and online course that can help bring you that transformation you need to start living a life porn free. So if you love this podcast, you're going to love the training and other materials that you can find in our community app and on our website. Again, that's reclaimedrecovery.com and you can find the links to all of these resources and more right on our homepage.